What's going on, my people? How y'all doing out there? Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night, whatever time it is that you're tuning in. This is TJ with another episode of The Soapbox. And man, I want to thank y'all so much for your love and support that you just keep on pushing towards The Soapbox's way. You're the reason that The Soapbox has the success that it does, and you continue to build on to the success each and every week. So, with no further ado, we're going to jump on into the episode. All right, so here we go. First off, how are you guys doing? Uh, I wanted to just kind of check and make sure that you guys are great in the world. I know we took last week off, and a large portion of that is because there's so much going on uh, surrounding me and my world right now. Now, with that being said, um, I know we're on this journey of leadership. So again, like I told you guys before, I'm never going to do one of these episodes without giving credit where credit is due. You guys, if you have not taken the chance or taken the opportunity to sit down and pick up John Maxwell's book or any of the literature that he has written, I truly encourage you to go out and do that as soon as possible. There's so much content on the internet that you can get your hands on. YouTube videos, uh, PDFs, just different things that Maxwell has pushed out there. But as you know, this whole series is centered around the 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. So as we continue this conversation, let's recap on some of the information that we've already covered. So, of course, the very first week I told you guys about the law of the lid and we talked about how it is vitally important that any leader understands that their leadership level is the highest level that they can bring anybody to inside of a leadership situation. Your people are only as good as you are, and they can only be that good. They can't go above you. They can't go beyond you. You are their flagship. Now, the second week, we talked about the law of influence, and I told you guys that plain and simple, just like in Maxwell's book, the person who has the influence is the leader. Influence is vitally important, and that is one of the biggest areas that any leader has to spend time in developing. Now, last week, or rather the week before last, we talked about the law of process, and we had to make it clear that the leadership role is a process. It is a growth. It is a movement from one level to the next. And that takes time. It takes effort. It takes study. It takes the ability to fail and to get back up. Now, all of that is great information, but it all kind of leads to this week's law. We cannot have a conversation about leadership or about someone being a leader without having the most obvious conversation. And that is, where are they leading us to? You see, leadership is not all about monitoring static individuals. It's not about sitting back and watching people be what they are. Leadership is about leading. And like any other leader, like any other guy, it is the responsibility of the leader to take their people somewhere. That is the purpose of a leader. That is the goal. That is the vision. 
That is what an individual who calls themselves a leader must do. That's why this week's law is Maxwell's law of navigation. I'm going to make a very, very blunt statement. And I see it in my walk, in my job. I see it in jobs that are performed around me. I see it in organizations that I deal with and individuals that I am engaged with. There are so many leaders in the world today that have absolutely no clue where they are going. They have no plan. You know it. I know it. You can look around in your environment where you work. You can look around in your environment where you go to school. You can look around in the environment where you deal with other organizations, other activities, anything that you are engaged in, and you will see a plethora of leaders or so-called leaders who have no plan. They have no idea where they are going. You cannot be an effective leader without having a plan of navigation. How are you getting your people from one location to the next? Now, in Maxwell's book, he gives an outstanding example and talks about two different bobsledding groups and how one person who was leading this expedition from one location to the next did an outstanding level of planning. The other individual spent more time being flashy, wanting to showboat, and just live and bask in the moment that they were getting the praise for what they were doing. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. Strategy, planning, preparation is key to any success. You see, people deserve a leader who knows how to get them from one place to the next. Now, I'm not saying that every leader that you deal with or any of you guys that are leaders are going to automatically know the answers to every question or how to get your people from one point to the next point. I'm saying that navigation is more than just seeing the destination. Navigation is about plotting from one step to the next, to the next, to the next. You see, a true leader, a good leader, is going to take into consideration all of the different elements that could come into play with any situation, whether they be positive or negative. A good leader is going to think about all of the different issues that could show up, and they're going to plan accordingly. I talk to people all the time, and they say, oh my gosh, I didn't expect that. All that caught me off guard. All I wasn't thinking that was going to happen. Well, true enough, it is very possible that we as individuals who are leading people could very well miss a mark, miss a beat. But understand that if you are actively strategizing, then there will be almost no corners where you don't think about. So people deserve a leader that is willing to put in the legwork to strategize about the situation. See, one of the problems that we're having right now is we're so quick to put people in positions based off of how we feel they will do the job. Instead of spending time and watching their tendencies, and one of the tendencies that we need to be taking clear assessment of is, is this person a thinker? Is this person a planner? Or are they just acting off of the seat of their pants? Are they allowing their emotions to drive their decisions? You don't want a leader who does not know how to strategize. Or you don't want a leader who doesn't know how to grab hold to a good 
strategy. You see, I've told you over and over quite a few weeks that you don't necessarily have to be the smartest person in the room. Most leaders understand that they don't know it all. So when you accept that, you start to surround yourself with people that know more about certain subjects than you do so that you can glean off of their information or use their insight when you're planning your actions. I try my best to make my friend circle very diverse. Yes, I do have a small group of friends, but inside of that small group of friends, every single one of them have specific things that they are key on. Now, do we share some commonalities? Of course we do. But there are individuals who think certain ways and see things certain ways. And that helps me to build my vision of the world. When you're dealing with a mission, which basically that's what your job is, and someone has put you in charge of leading a group of people, you may not have all the answers. You may not know what to do next, but what you need to do is learn how to glean off of other people. Build from their understanding of what they're doing. Mesh their pluses together. A true leader can do that. Now, if you fall victim to working for or being under a leader, who has made it up in their mind that because they have this position, they know enough to make all the decisions on their own. They know enough to make every single calculation themselves. Then I promise you, you are in for a bumpy ride because for one, the arrogance and ego of that individual is going to be a major problem Two, They don't know it all. If you are that leader listening to me now, I am telling you now, In this podcast, you do not know it all. You need help. I have had the pleasure in my current line of work of managing almost four different locations. Inside of that management, I have learned and grown to understanding that though I am the point man, Though I am the leader, though I am the manager, it is the people that see this job each and every day. The individuals that are ingrained in the daily operation that actually are the experts. So I tap into them. I ask them questions. I see what they think about different rules and regulations that I want to put forward. I don't just get on my high horse and get into my ego-driven position and say, well, since I've been here this long and I've made it to this position that I know more than all these people. I might, but what I don't know is I don't know the needs for efficiency. They do because they're dealing with it each and every day. That's why when any one of my staff members comes to me with a gripe, with a complaint, no matter how small I may think it is, I entertain the conversation because there may be legitimacy in what they're saying. In all of these locations that I've managed, I've had subordinate staff and a additional leader that worked directly under me. But I don't view that individual as so much of a subordinate as I do a partner. They see things that I don't see. A true leader that's trying to plan to get from one place to the next needs to have as many eyes on the problem as possible because you can't watch anything 24 hours a day, seven days a week. None of us can. So you need somebody 
somebody covering that time when you're not engaged and giving you constant, reliable feedback so that you can continue to judge what you do on a daily basis. A good leader has to step outside of themselves and see where they are and where their mission is and where it needs to be and plan accordingly. Now, I told you guys before that I do a lot of sports references in this podcast. And the reason why, because to me, sports somewhat reenacts life relatively well. You know, you got your wins, you got your losses, you got your struggles, um, you got your happy times, you're sad. I mean, I can almost bring up an equal reference for everything that you go through in life in a sporting event. I don't know if there is a better week for this particular podcast than this week because just a week ago we had the Super Bowl. Now, some of you are sports fans. You may have your individual feeling about the Super Bowl winner. You may have your individual feelings about the game. And make no mistake about it, I have mine too. However, I don't think that there is a better example of great leadership than what those of us who are sports fans have witnessed in the transition of the quarterback Tom Brady from the New England Patriots to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, why do I say that? Mr. Brady spent 20 years playing for the New England Patriots. In that 20 years, he won six Super Bowls and attended Nine. Now, that in itself is an accomplishment. It is astonishing because of the work and the, the, the diligence that these guys have to put in just to get to a Super Bowl. For him to have gone to nine says a lot. But see, this year was different because at the end of last year, Mr. Brady had decided that he was done playing in New England. There were major issues. And there was this huge question that was raised during the offseason. Who was responsible for the success in New England? Was it the famed head coach, Bill Belichick, or was it the famed quarterback, Tom Brady? Now, this year, Tom Brady goes to Tampa Bay, a new team. He also goes to this team without any offseason preparation. Basically, the very first time that he had a chance to truly play with this team was week one. So we fast forward through 17 weeks of football. And where do we find Mr. Brady but nowhere else but in the playoffs? Now, his old team took on another quarterback, and it was under the leadership of the famed head coach that they fell to 7-9 and nine in absence of Tom Brady. Mr. Brady leads his team through the playoffs to the Super Bowl. He is constantly, repeatedly going against all odds. And many, many, many people would say things like, he's not going to beat this team. He's not going to make it past this team. Finally, Mr. Brady gets to the Super Bowl and puts on a stellar performance, winning his seventh Super Bowl and attending his 10th. So now, I said all that to say this. 
That is the example of a true leader. Regardless of how you feel about him, regardless of how you may think about what he did, for a man to step into a situation as hostile as it is to go to a brand new team and only have week one to base the rest of the season off of, but to will this team to a Super Bowl win is absolutely astonishing leadership. The head coach of this team said that sometimes he just sits back and lets Mr. Brady coach the team. Now, I will tell you that there is no way that he came to this team without a mission. There was a goal. But when he got there, he began making moves. He began navigating to the win. They picked up some personnel, changed some of the plays, went week to week and assessed what needed to be done to win. You see, that's what a true leader does. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are just a part of something, just to be a part of something, don't call yourself a leader. Don't get in front of people and take a position and feel like you are a true leader. No, if a situation is not better after you leave than what it was when you got there, you have not done your job as a leader. I tell people all the time where I work at, if you work for me, my goal is to make you better than what you are right now. My goal is to prepare you for what's next so that when you get ready to take that step, you are ready. Ladies and gentlemen, that is navigation, taking your existence and moving it to another but making sure that you strategize every single step from point A to point B. If you're out here making moves just off of the whim, you're not a leader. You're living off of luck. If you're out here making decisions based off of how you feel, you're not a leader. You're just an emotional driven supervisor. That's all you are. You need to be able to always think success. And what does it take? to reach that success. A true leader is willing to step away from the situation, remove their biases, remove their prejudices, remove their superiority complexes, remove their ego, and view a situation just for what it is. When you have a conversation with people and you're trying to glean where they are going, how is this navigating? You have to separate the emotional attachment. That's one of the biggest issues that we have in leadership today, because so many people want to be leaders, but they don't want to separate their leadership from their emotional stance on a situation. And it causes them to make bad decisions in their navigation. Navigation is key. You can't lead people somewhere if you don't figure out how to get there. So in this episode, we've kind of covered everything that you need to do. We didn't wait till the end of the podcast to talk about what needs to be done for you to be successful at being a good navigator. We talked about it throughout the course. So let's review. First and foremost, we know without a shadow of a doubt that a good leader needs to see the mission and plan the mission from one point 
to the next. A good leader who is a good navigator needs to cut away, eliminate ego, eliminate emotion, and see the situation for what it really is, what's happening and what needs to be done. A good leader who's a good navigator is willing to strategize to make sure that there is a clear plan from one place to the next. But they're also willing to not necessarily be the smartest person in the room. Sometimes your strategy, sometimes your advisors are very much more versed in whatever the subject matter is than you are. That is not a slight to you. That is not an insult to you. What that is, is that's a plus because people in your team know enough to help you build the strategy. You know, one of the biggest enemies to success is jealousy. Jealousy seems to reign inside of leaders all over the place. A good leader, a good navigator cannot be someone who is filled with jealousy being jealous of another individual because of what they know or what they're capable of doing. A good leader, a good navigator is not afraid to get dirty. Get out there. Help with the plan. Make this thing a success. Sometimes you get thrown nothing and you have to turn nothing into something. That's going to take a good plan. That's going to take good help. But once you're done, you will be able to say that you took your people from their lowest point to the point that you are considering relevant at the time. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all I got for you guys this week. Remember, good leaders are good navigators. So we want to push forward as we continue on with this process of leadership and grabbing hold of all of the elements and laws that we need to make ourselves the best leaders that we can possibly be. All right, everybody, tune in next week. We'll have the next law that we're going to jump on top of. We're going to build this thing one step at a time. I hope you're picking up as much as you possibly can. Go out there and grab those Maxwell books. That material, I promise you, you will be thoroughly pleased with the outcome. I love you guys. Take care. Keep on supporting my soapboxes. Peace.